Hello and welcome back to the Teaser Season of Life Podcast. It always just ends into chaos. It's the weirdest gap. It's not like I'm over it. I'm not even talking about it. End of conversation. Yeah, you don't have to talk about it because you can't see your face during the gap. (laughs) It's it's fine. Oh, it's trying to get. I'm trying. do you know what? I'm, I'm entering into the conversation. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not. Hi, doing it. everyone. Hello. Um, has anybody blown away? Are you all here? I hope that people had enough electricity for long enough on Friday that they could listen to the episode last week. Yeah. Because the storm started on Friday. It did, actually. And we recorded on the Thursday night very naively. Like, there was warnings mm. of risk to human life. Like, I remember seeing that on telly thinking. Be fun. I've never heard of that before. Never heard that. But oh yeah, Aiden's going to Bristol. You're totally. Yeah. I'm going to London this weekend. You had firm plans and were not deviating. Absolutely. But you had to deviate. Oh, I did have to <laughs> fucking deviate. I was so excited to go Aww. and stay in my little hostel on Friday night. Well, so it, you know you're just going to have to go and stay in a random hostel now, oh, don't totally. you? Just for fun. I know. For it my was fun. Like, well, it was advertised as like £11 for the night. Hmm. Um, it ended up being like £12.50 or whatever because of the taxes but still oh. I mean it's so fucking cheap how cool I'd is that be very, I, I was very intrigued mm. so yeah you have to still do I it I will do it I will do it just for the sake of the podcast I will do it thank you I will thank you yeah. Let you live through me. <laughs> through you, yeah. I don't want to do it at all. Do you know what? The whole weekend that I was... Or say the whole weekend, because I went up on Saturday morning in the end. Yeah. And I met up with Bonnie just after lunchtime on Saturday. And just, like, hearing her plans for... And just what she's currently doing, like, moving mm-hmm. from Edinburgh down to London and what her plans are next. Like, the mm-hmm. options as a single woman... Yes. With no... Ties, no baggage. <laughs> Can you imagine what that's like? Oh, God, like? I do imagine it all the time. It's like a fucking dream, honestly. It, it does feel very free, mm-hmm. like you said. But would we not... I can't even say it. <laughs> would we not miss everyone? Oh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. I'm not lying. <laughs> Sorry, Trev, but I wouldn't. <laughs> oh. So I could handle it for... I think I could... Like we always say, um, the rigs. I think that's what oh, just yeah. needs to happen. Oh, yeah, those bitches have got, like, yeah. sorted. Because it is, because then you build up the missing-ness mm-hmm. and then they go again. Yeah. That's perfect. But they'd also have to take the kids onto the rig. Yeah, but you could send them off to grandparents. Boarding school. Boarding school, because you'd totally be able to afford Boarding that as well. School. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. They'd get a great education. Happy and great life. Of good. And then they'd I call it so fucking wrong. <laughs> Trev saying to me, "Let's, I'm going to move you away from your family yeah. and get you to have children. And I'm like, yay! That sounds like a great yeah. idea. <laughs> didn't think that one for No, I didn't. Because I was very fucking naive, it Aww. turns out. Very yeah. naive. But we had, we went out walking around in Marleybone on Saturday evening like in the, in the mm. dark and it was just so lovely like mm. seeing all what's in Marilyn no, I can't even say it now Marleybone yeah what is there it's kind of it's like it it's the like the village within London like it's it's very much got a feel of I mean it's not like a poor village it's a very expensive <laughs> yeah. village but it's got yeah. a real feel of London life without the hustle and the bustle of Regent Street which is just kind of just over the fence type thing or over the hedge. Okay, so it's, it's got um so you've got Baker Street. Right, okay, so Regent it's just by Street. Regent's Park. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so near Mayfair. I'm just do you know when I hear it, I'm seeing the Monopoly board. Mm-hmm, so totally. my brain just got fully thrown. <laughs> that, but um yeah, I don't think it's somewhere that I'd go. Necessarily like bars and clubs. There's, what no, no, no. There's, there's nice, there's kind of, you're, they've got locals and that's what I really liked about okay. it. I thought as a place to live, I actually, if, if you know, it's a very, comes at a very high price tag, mm. but it would be a nice place to live because it's got green areas, it's got beautiful homes, it's got really okay. nice little shops. Bonnie introduced me to Oliver Bonus. Fuck me, that store is amazing. What does that sell? 
clothing, oh. homeware, the glassware. Jesus okay. Christ, I was nearly having an orgasm in the fucking oh. shop over oh. the array of sparkly, oh. semi-affordable oh. stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's more expensive, like your Zara or your H&M. Oh, okay. um, but mm. yeah, really nice things. Really, really mm. lovely. And I found um, an aromatherapy... Um, like perfume stick on sale for three pounds, so I made a purchase. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Do you know what I remember when, when I was young, like when I was a teenager, hmm. and Bonnie and I would plan our trips to Inverness. Like we'd have a sleepover the night before, and we'd yeah. get the bus the next day. And like, right, what shops are we going to go to? Like, what bags are really cool at the moment? Because it was all about sometimes the bag. It wasn't necessarily about what you bought, or even if it was like an oh, expensive the sh- the shop. shopping bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right, okay. this was before, yeah. like, like. Taking your own bag shopping was like, no, no, no. We're not really poor. Like, we're not not homeless people. No, No, we can get a bag. Whereas now it's like, oh my God, you take a bag from the shop. Do you care about the fucking planet? Like, do you have any remorse? What? What, you take a bag shopping with you or you take a bag from the shop? From the shop? Not like Spa or Sainsbury's, but like clothes shops. Judgy. I would never take a bag to a clothes shop. Like, if I was going to... Probably not paper, anyway, which... Um, yeah, no, that's... But, to be fair, like, I wouldn't take my Sainsbury's, like... No, imagine you go and buy something in Zara and stick it in your yeah, Sainsbury's but bag. but you buy the one bag, or you get the one bag at the first shop, and then you top it up, though, for the rest mm. of the day. Okay, yeah, generally I will do that. I won't get a bag in every single store, like, just put it in the I bag if I've them, got it. Because it was all over the bag. Uh, but it was as well about holding all of the bags, like, pretty Yeah, much. yeah. <laughs> Look at me! <laughs> I've been to Primark and Pound Shop. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Oh dear. But. So last night, um, I went and picked up a Too Good To Go. Now, I don't know if I've talked okay. about Too Good To Go on the podcast. So this is a really cool app that you can download. Yeah. And it allows local retailers to sell off their surplus going out of date stock at a really, really, really reduced price. To save it going in the bin, basically. Yeah. Um, so in Stablehurst alone, we have Greg's, Spar, um, the Morrison's SO Garage down the bottom of the hill. Um, where else does it? Uh, curd and Cure, which is out by Frankie's Farm Shop. Curd is fucking Curd and fucking... Curd and Cure. The Stamp cu- cu- Cafe, they mm. have it, but I've not seen theirs come up very often. And there's another independent bakery in the village that makes cakes and they sell random things so in Staplehurst alone there's quite a lot of outlets okay. that allows you to buy uh, too good to go mm. so we haven't done it in ages I think the last time it would have been before Christmas like curd and cure is really good for cheeses and stuff like that because it's like your um, it's like a gourmet um, wholesaler so they okay. sell to like all the fancy little restaurants and farm mm. shops and stuff and so I pulled in at the garage and it was just after seven o'clock and I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll get up too good to go. It's because that's their, their pickup window is between seven in the evening and ten at night. It's not, it's different okay. for different shops. Hmm. And um, so I went and normally they've got it in bags, like in the fridge ready to collect. But he said, oh, they're not ready yet. Have you got a bag? I was like, uh, yeah, I've got one in the car. Let me go and get it. So I went and got like one of my regular shopping, like the, what are they? Bag the, for life. Bag yes. for life, that's what they're yeah. called. And they're quite big. Hmm. Fucking hell, he loaded it to the brim. Oh, really? And I was like, is this just because my bag is this size? Because like, I have a bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> we can do I've got more bags. Wow. And um, for £3.60, um, Trev and I worked out, it was like 40 quid's worth of stuff we came wow. away with last night. I mean, he gave me four giant packs of roast beef ham, like sliced roast beef. Roast beef or, or ham? Because you just said roast beef ham. Yeah, but it's the sliced stuff. It's the roast beef. You don't get roast beef, beef ham. No, I know. You said roast beef yeah, ham. Yeah, but it's I just sliced got very like confused. ham with the ham in the ham part of the fridge. Yeah, so roast beef. Yeah, slices. so roast beef. Like three giant <laughs> oh, packs of that. Nice. Then there was sliced chicken with stuffing. There was yogurts. There was wow. cheese and onion rolls. Two great big packs of cheese and onion rolls. Two punnets of plums. Um, those savoury eggs you know those little really dry oh, I love fucking... them yeah you just fill them with mayonnaise oh, 
Oh, well, do you? Yeah, you take a bite, fill it with mayonnaise, and oh, then okay. eat the rest. Oh, well, I'll give you some then, because I've oh, got fucking loads. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you're not on Too Good To Go already, then yeah, I... I never see anything on it. I every sporadically go on, and then there's nothing there, and I'm like, this is shit. There's always stuff um, in, at the I've garage and at Spar. There's mm-hmm. always, they've always yeah. got, they've always normally got about it. five a day that they do, which goes to show yeah. that they are really not managing their fucking stock and no. they've got that much to, get, yeah. to sell off. But you see, when you see like the videos of how much food um, some of the shops throw away at the end of the night, mm. you just think it's disgusting. Yeah. Really, when there's poverty in the world and shit like that and we're literally throwing away food. Yeah. Well, I was wetting my knickers over it in London at the weekend anyway. Yeah. It was stressing me out, actually, because I didn't yeah. know where anything was because none of the addresses yeah. made any sense yeah. to me. So I, was like, so I was looking at it for a little minute. I was like, oh, boy, we could get a midnight feast from this Too Good To Go. And she's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I was looking at it and I was thinking, oh, I can't really figure out. Oh, that one's just closed. Oh, there's one, oh, there's one there. Oh, fuck, it's just gone. Like, yeah. they, they go really, really quickly. Right. It's a really well And I suppose, app. like you said, if it's somewhere like London... The footfall of it would be yeah. higher anyway, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 definitely. No, no, I'll start looking. But no, I highly recommend it. It's really good. Um, nice. Yeah, ha- I mean, for £3.60, you could go in there and buy loads of... I was going in there to buy milk. That was why mm. I was in there. And I thought, oh, well, I'll see what I can get on mm. too good to go. And now I want to... Mm. I don't need anything else. I want to go. But now I want to go with my own bag and get them to fill it up again. Yeah, I want to go. I'm just going to walk in with a bag and take you. <laughs> <laughs> that, it works. that is shoplifting. <laughs> Here we go. Thank you. <laughs> Might not. Yeah, not the same thing. Oh, but, dear. Yeah, but, I um, play on that. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's really good. I feel we should touch on the storm and the devastation that it caused. Yeah. I don't think it caused you a great deal of devastation, did it? No. no. But no, like, damage... Wise, I was in a meeting and my Wi-Fi, my phone, and Yay. the power went. That was like, oh shit! But it just it felt it it felt really rude more than anything because I couldn't message to say, yeah, shit. <laughs> that so I was just like, ah. Oh. Um, but then it came back on for about ten minutes, so I managed to get on and say sorry, mm-hmm. and then it went again. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty obvious the second time. But no, we ended up. Um, we had a lovely game of Monopoly. Because there was fuck all else to do. Mm-hmm. Sam watched a film in bed on his own because mm-hmm. he doesn't like Monopoly. But yeah, we didn't have Charlie at the house, which was good because he would have been an yeah. absolute. He just no, nah, no, nah. and he's not allowed to play Monopoly with us anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> that would have changed the day. But no, otherwise, um, absolutely nothing within the garden, within yeah. the front of the house. No, that wasn't yours. Was slightly... well, three gardens along. At yeah. our house, there was all, all everything was yeah. going off down here. The kids were having yeah. the time of their lives. Mm. Connor was crying. Aww. He was crying his eyes out. I was like, why? She filmed this. She's like, why are you crying, crying Connor? I think I'm going to die. <laughs> oh, oh, fucking hell. Oh. It was the funniest oh, bless video. him. She went and accidentally deleted it. But um, Oh, no. Yeah, to be fair, like, Trev had, like, really quickly told them to go upstairs because the neighbours... Yes. So the block of garages that are right behind our house, there's four, five, and um, they were... It was like piano keys. Like, they were just bouncing about oh. as every gust was coming. And the, the one at the far end, like, the roof kept blowing up and blowing yeah. over. And you could see the rafters underneath it. Then it would blow back oh again. And the kids like, oh, my God. It's like Wizard of Oz. Is oh. it going to go up in the air? And, <laughs> and, then, and then it did. The roof of the garage closest to our mm-hmm. garden got completely blown off because that was replaced about four or five years ago. Hmm. And uh, yeah, landed in our garden. Is it still in your garden? Yeah, yeah, it's lying oh. in the garden. Yeah, so it, <laughs> it initially like came into the garden, and kind of stuck it, got wedged mm-hmm. on the fence. So Trev had to get it um, off the fence to lie in the garden. He's like, "Oh, just leave it. It's too dangerous to go outside." Yeah. It's like Trevor, it's too fucking dangerous to leave it where it is. It could get blown into the house. Yeah. So we got it lying flat in the garden, but it was all yeah. it was all a wee bit of drama. It was quite. It's mental fun. that it was that. I know. blowy I know. and that dramatic and it's been I know there's people still in the village and you think it's what Tuesday now that still haven't got power back mm-hmm. just think how the fuck is that a thing I know. how is that possible and what are you doing because I'd be losing my shit I wouldn't be here I'd be in someone else's house <laughs> I'm not sitting in my house for four days with no power but yeah it really did I think I spoke to 
someone at work today as well because it's been pissing down in places also loads of flooding but bars mm. and um cars have been flooded and shit and you just think bloody weather and it was yeah. so calm beforehand up until the last couple of weeks the weather's been so chill mm-hmm. and then it suddenly went mental mm-hmm. the global warming oh absolutely it's the earth it's just scary. crying out to us like what the fuck are you doing yeah. to me yeah. sort it out. out can you not can you take your own plastic bags out oh, with you i know Stop using plastic straws, people. <laughs> I hate a paper straw. I will do it because it's the environment. But oh my god, a McDonald's milkshake with a, pl- a paper straw. That McDonald's gets me very milkshakes angry. full stop. Oh no. Dairy, meat. No. That is the problem. It's I not have the plastic. I have, well, I honestly, I, I'm really trying at the moment. I wanted to do two meatless days a week. Mm-hmm. And I yesterday got to the end of the day and I was really proud of myself because I was like, I've not eaten meat today and I gave myself a little pat on the back and then I realised I had a cheese and ham pickle sandwich for lunch. <laughs> so <laughs> haven't gone meatless. But my dinner was mm-hmm. I had a not so chicken korma korma. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah I bought it from Sainsbury's. Obviously, oh. I didn't make it because that's just long. But it's surprisingly, it wasn't as nice as a chicken korma, obviously. But it did the job. Do you know what's really nice? <clears throat> corn mm. pieces in. I'm not a fan of corn. See if you cook them in um, korma sauce or cook them in the sauce, right? Mm. Rather than, I don't know, some people heat them up in the microwave and then throw oh, them in. Oh, God, no. If you let them like absorb the flavour, oh, it's delicious. Okay. I used to, when I've done them before, I have seen, I had to put a shitload of seasoning yeah. on it. To oh, make yeah, no, it you can't taste. just eat them plain. Like, they no. need to, they, but they're, they are like little sponges. They just absorb no. the flavour of what they're I am going to try for health and for the world. Mm-hmm. but it's hard because we are a family of meat eaters and the rest of Bella will do it with me there's no way the boys mm-hmm. are ever taking part that they are not if I said like oh, you're having a jacket potato and beans <laughs> they'd throw it at me really? <laughs> yes no, they wouldn't, it would never never it's no chicken beef pork no we eat meat yeah but you can't unlearn that shit though you can they train. can but they don't want to. Mm. And I have enough stress in my life without fucking about. Make them watch Cowspiracy. Do I don't want to watch that. Why not? Because I don't want to. <laughs> Why am I going to fuck up my brain? It's for education. No. For being aware. I, I'm anti-racist. I don't need to be anything else. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you don't need to be vegetarian because you've watched Cowspiracy. And you I'm don't need to feel vegetarian. guilty about eating meat because you've watched Cowspiracy. But watch it to educate yourself on... Mm. Just what kind of an impact. I mean, I'm the mm. daughter of a beef farmer. Yes. And like when I have the conversations with dad, he kind of, you know, when you ask a politician questions and they kind of steer it away or they kind of, <laughs> they don't really answer the question. Yes. Like dad is aware, but in Britain, it's a slightly, it doesn't seem to have such a, as high an impact as what it does in America. I think their farming practice over there is very, okay. very, I mean, my experience of being a beef farming child is, relatively organic like the animals are out all the time mm. they're not like confined to to mm. sheds and and farmed in that what's that called like a, uh, <clears throat> what's it called when you just you farm them for like in just little places okay like the chickens and you're having oh cake. factory farming that's it yeah no 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 it's not it's not like that and do you know what like when i buy eggs I don't always buy organic eggs because I don't, unless I make a point of buying like locally grown eggs because Mutt. they are then grown from someone's garden and they're so much more grown. Than, laid. Well, yeah, home, homegrown <laughs> is what it's called. Oh. Home, home laid. Home laid. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how you grow an egg. That's cool. <laughs> That's a fun thing. Oh dear. No, it does. It does. I do need to watch more shit like that. But, um... Another one is um, so this fucking fish one, aren't you? Sea spiracy. It's yeah. fucking brilliant. It's just such an eye opener, and I think to yeah. to deprive yourself of the knowledge that it mm. gives you is almost criminal. And dare say I dare I say it ignorant to not watch it, mm. knowing what it could get, get. And again, it's not about. Mm having to change your life it's just being having the knowledge yeah just having the yeah. knowledge and just understanding what fucking darkness lies out there but, but, but I also think if you watch it you've got to do something about it because mm. what's the yes you, you do the whole you don't have to go the whole hole because it's never going to happen like everyone's going to go vegan but what how can you for me I couldn't watch something like that be that aware of the big issue 
and still live the way well, I do, which I, I think t- is what puts me off watching them. Right. Well, we're not drink. a fishy family at all, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Aidan really likes prawns, but it's not something I buy a great deal of, no. but him and I will eat them from time to time. But since watching Sea Spiracy, I can honestly say I've maybe gone to like crave for like tuna mayo on a baked tail or mm-hmm. something like that. Me- less than 10 times and each of those times I've gone to the supermarket to buy it I thought I can't I just can't buy it I can have something else I love cheese and beans and yes beans is dairy but fuck me like it's the lesser Mm. of the evil Mm. um is it the lesser of the evil I don't know it makes me feel it's more it sits better with me yeah so I will watch them and I will feed back okay my thoughts and if you fuck up me eating pork we won't be friends anymore. Mm. Oh, do you know what? It's been a really long time since I've watched Cowspiracy. But I, don't... I suppose it's cows. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's more based it on farming. On... Um, right, okay. And they do touch on pig farming. But again, it's an American documentary. So you, right, have, to, okay. you have to view it through that, through that lens. Do you know, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day, not in terms of like, animals, but in America. Uh-huh. The, and the fact that they make so many documentaries about stuff why don't we do that in britain in the same way you know i i was just thinking that myself why why don't we, we? i don't know because louis so Theroux, like he he, he does all of his production over in america yeah. and he's such a fantastic broadcaster it never goes as the i was watching a martin luther king um it's called i am mlk and it's absolutely brilliant and i've still got to finish it but it was going into like everything that he's done, not just the mm-hmm. I Have a Dream, it was looking at loads of stuff. Never realised how young he was either, which really did kind of throw my brain. Mm-hmm. That he was, I think, 32 when he did the I Have a Dream speech, which is just think, that's Fucking just hell, mental. that's iconic, it, isn't it? And he'd been going for a while before then, yeah. so you just think it's mental. But for one, why don't we have people like that in the UK? Mm-hmm. And if we do, why are we not like talking about them why don't we look at our ugly past and make this you could find thousands of documentaries mm-hmm. in about america's slavery past civil rights um the confederacy and all of that why is that not the same here why don't you be the first person well good i'm trying to get through a carla's book again because that is about the empire oh so, i just bought um sorry totally interrupting you no go on. um i bought june serpong's ah diversify uh what's the other one? Oh, it's on my kindle um oh god um can't remember the name of I it i looked at it the other day and i thought no i need to finish diversify i can't read another i'll put it in the show notes um, um but i was in i think it's called dean books on Baker Street, maybe? Mm. Oh, I can't remember. I was whilst I was loitering, waiting to meet mm. Bonnie on Saturday. And it was pissing rain, and I've got a puffer coat. And uh, so they just act like sponges. Mm. <clears throat> and I was beelining for a bookshop anyway. I didn't want like Waterstones, I wanted an indie bookshop. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking ramble with all oh. the Marleybone residents like in there with their little children and their yeah, little okay. duffel coats and all like looking all fancy oh. and I was like this is really love like I would love this on my doorstep oh. like to take my kids to a bookshop I know we've got the library but it's not the same it's not mm. got the same edge and glamour to it or diversity or yes or the diversity they had a really great 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 range of books okay um and i bought june sarpong's um oh. one of her one of her books okay in fact i'm gonna oh i'm gonna google it right now the, i'm reading diversify which is really good because it touches on all the different kind of protected characteristics so it's not just race it mm-hmm. talks about gender um disability uh, sexuality and how we can diversify our thinking to normalize things and because it is normal mm-hmm. and so yeah it's um she's very good but i forget you forget how long she's been around yeah because she used to present was it t4 on a yeah, sunday with um vernon wasn't it was it yes Ray. it was with Vernon because yeah. she was tiny and he's like yes, and he's huge the yeah. Giant, yeah yeah but she is she's brilliant and she writes it in a way that actually makes <clears throat> sense which yeah. i think is good um which they should do well the book that i bought is called the power of privilege how white people right. can challenge racism and um it's actually quite a little book which is mm. i guess 
quite appealing because it's yeah. easily consumed and you can you can action things yes. quite quickly. Yeah. Um, which kind of segues us quite nicely into what our topic is yes, today. It does. We have been yabbering for nearly half an hour <laughs> on our <laughs> what Rosie well, would call it breaking news. Wow. Um, but we are covering. Tell us what are we covering today? How to be yeah. mindfully anti-racist. Yeah, I love that. No. And it is. You know, there's a book that I started reading. But I needed to. I was reading it on my Kindle, and I need to actually get the book because there's things you have to do yeah, in the book. Some things you do need a book. But, well, this one you actually it has challenges that you have Ugh, to write stuff. Fucking hate it when they make but, you do shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it it was. But they actually look. They make sense if you're doing what it wants you to do, kind okay. of thing. But you need it in the book. The Kindle mm-hmm. doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was. I can't remember what the book was called at all. But it was leaning towards that kind of mindfulness to help support being mm-hmm. anti-racist. And I thought that's a really clever way of looking at things because we do need to be mindful when we're being anti-racist mm-hmm. and there are things that we can take from that to help support that journey. Mm-hmm. So we are going to do our top, top three. Top three. Do you know what I've just realised there as I was fucking slating books and make you do shit? Yes. Is that your book? Yes. Yeah, well done. Well done. We'll ignore that bit. But no, to be fair, right, so take a leaf out of this book. It is a it's a kind of taking action book, so it's ninety nine different yes. ways in which to um bring balance into your life. And if you know you if you know the book is gonna make you do shit, that's yeah. why you're buying the book. Yeah, for and that. it's not like it's gonna I've I've seen books where it's made you journal for like twenty eight days and it's like, mm. yeah, I, I love journaling, I totally advocate journaling, but I know the reality of doing it for 28 days straight is not going to happen. No. no. So, uh, so yeah, I apologise to things. myself, to my author <laughs> self, yep. for slating my own book. There you go. See? I accept my apology. <laughs> Do you? That's good of you. That's good of you. Well done. I'm glad. Yeah. Right, so let's bring us into your first tip on how to be mindfully anti-racist I think the first thing we've got on the list is resilience yeah um, and I think it goes without saying didn't it that you've got to be resilient if you're being so is that non-confrontational no no is that it's more being confrontational in a really friendly way (laughs) no I would say for me it's more having that kind of strength to keep going at it Okay. Because I think for me, that's where you need that resilience and mm-hmm. that kind of strength to go, this is hard, mm-hmm. this is shit, and then it might be okay. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be shit again. Okay. And so you have to keep going and you have to be mindful that actually there's a bigger picture. Okay. And that actually those little things that are going to happen, that are going to knock, but that doesn't stop you. Okay. So what I often think about in terms of resilience is that it's not always a I'll wake up one morning and be like, oh my God, fucking hell, what happened overnight? Mm. Like everything's changed. Yeah. It's a slow progression. And then at some point you'll start to hear more and more about the good things. And yeah. someone will stop you in the street and say, I did that thing that you said to mm. do and it's completely changed everything for yeah. me. And that is that. those are the little moments that you're kind of looking for that kind yeah. of edge on that resilience. Yeah, and it will. I think it's... But I was reading something the other day, I've got a quote in my head, and it does when I think of resilience, and it said something like, we've got to stop teaching our children to be resilient, mm-hmm. and actually teach our children to be kind, or something like that, which I think yeah. is very true. But we also know we're not in that place yet. We're not there yet, yeah. So we have to have that resilience, and that kind of, that power to keep going, and you mm-hmm. have to take take the little wins, and celebrate those, and let that build up in you, and also... I always say it, but let other people take over when you need to. Mm-hmm. Having that kind of, what's the word, awareness mm-hmm. of when you are able to deal with a matter and when you're not, because you're not always going to be able to, yeah. and it's that simple. Yeah, you've been very boundaried about yourself. I, I think you're growing, learning to become more boundary, to. but <clears throat> I remember not long after, at the very beginning of the pandemic, you felt very, very, very overwhelmed by a lot of what was happening. Not just George Floyd shit, but other fucking yeah. racial shit that was happening, like on our front doorstep. And I couldn't really appreciate what that felt for you until I started understanding a little bit more about the daily battle mm. that you have to endure, like that resilience that you've had to yeah. build up. It is, and I think it's... 
I was saying this to someone yesterday that I have a. I'm, there's things that affect more. If you were to be racist to me, mm-hmm. I can deal with that. I can sort of. I can have that argument. Yeah. I can have that conversation. When it gets to my kids, mm-hmm. or when it's just the world, it gets so to a point where it just goes. Yeah. and it's too much yeah. and I have learnt now to just go just stop yeah. just stop it because it is like someone literally pressing on your brain mm-hmm. and going everything's shit mm-hmm. you're never going to be accepted and it, it just it makes you question everything personal, and it's not yeah it? it becomes personal and it mm-hmm. is because you can't I cannot get away from the fact that I have brown skin mm-hmm. so it's not that that's it's, that's not going to change I can't change that I don't want to change that but it means that the issues of racism are always going to be there or they're going to affect me mm-hmm. because I have brown skin. So if it's out in the world, mm-hmm. that in some way will affect me. And that would be the same with any discrimination. It's kind of personal to you when it's happening mm-hmm. and when it's something that's so big. If I didn't, if I hadn't developed that resilience, I would have given up a long time ago because it's... Yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not easy to keep going and keep dealing with um the shit. And the shit is still out there that which is um yeah, which is a, a shame as we all know. But I think that you need to have that resilience to kind of keep you going. So for somebody who's looking to become more anti racist and starting to take more of this on board mm. And starting to appreciate what that, what that resilience in terms of being anti-racist means and the impact yeah. that that could have on you. What are the little things that you can do in your day to kind of help? Help you or help the cause? Help you to, to deal yeah. with it and to, to build I on that resilience. I don't take on everything. Okay. <laughs> That's, I say this, I don't practice what I preach, but um, don't take on everything okay. because you can't. And it's not... It's not one person's job to fix everything, mm-hmm. but you can if you find the little ways of whether that is educating yourself or speaking up when you see an injustice or that like, we're not all going to be people that are going to go to protests and marches and we're not all going to argue on Facebook or set up groups or, I don't know, write to politicians. But if you do a little bit, mm-hmm. then you can build on that. And that can start so little. Mm-hmm. So it's even not, I mean, little in an age that just having those conversations I think it just builds on it and then if you do ever feel like it's too much then you can step away but don't step away permanently Mm -hmm. like even when I step away there's always shit that I'm doing it's just publicly I tend to step away as opposed to because you can't I can't stop doing it like I said it's my life Mm -hmm. but yeah just don't let it overwhelm you because it is massive where is the biggest source of energy drain for you or the the main source of kind of racial attack I don't know I want it social media is very prevalent but it's not just that I think it's I think it's a it's a bit of everything it's a bit of the little things now it probably before a lot of it was thinking about the kids and that has I don't even want to say it touch wood settled slightly down we haven't had an incident in a while but but I think now I think as I grow my awareness grows and it's I now pick up on it in lots of different places that I maybe didn't so much like tv programs so I might now watch a tv program and go that's a really undiverse cast and how many people behind the scenes have you got so my brain's now evolving I think into bigger causes but and so it's it for me it's constantly sitting on my brain. I think now mm-hmm. everything comes down to race, okay. which is it is it's just there, and it's it's not a bad thing, though, is it? It's not, but it's not for me because I can deal with it and I can have the conversation. But you will hear a lot of people. I will have a conversation. Lots of people. Why are you always making this about race? Why is that always about race? Because it is. Mm-hmm. Because it is, because we're not in a place yet where it's not. Mm-hmm. And we have to make it about race when it's not equal. So the conversation continues. Mm. And until one day we'll hopefully get to a point where I won't have to talk about it and it will be so equal <clears throat> and equitable that I won't even 
I'll be invalid. I will yeah. lose my job. I won't be needed. Why are we making this about white people? <laughs> Do you know, that is a, honestly, that is a conversation I want to have. And I really, like we've talked about the straight white male anyway, but on a semi side track that I was having a conversation with someone about anti-racism and they very much kept focusing on, and it wasn't an, an attack or going back. It was just the conversation on people would stop saying the N-word if black people stop saying the N-word. That um, black people say horrible things too. And it was said in a very, it was just, it was in a conversation. It wasn't a dismissal of the issue, but it felt a lot more like you're focusing on that as opposed to focusing on the bigger problem. Uh-huh. Like you can focus on black people saying the N-word, but if I then said, okay, well, what about white supremacy? Mm-hmm. That would then be an issue. And I want that same energy felt on all matters everyone should stop saying the n-word i say this all the time but that's not the issue that we're dealing with black people saying the n-word is not what's keeping racism alive yeah, yeah. and if we focus on that <laughs> what is that saying it's ridiculous and the amount of con- honestly the amount of times that comes up and you're like you're missing the point yeah that doesn't define and racism d- and i think it is the that defensiveness that and it's yeah it's something I want to explore I won't get into it now but of that have again, you asked that, Aiden again or have you asked him at all like we're who? just assuming oh no because he's I've, I'm waiting I know I'm waiting because he obviously hasn't tick tock yeah, Aiden it's fine I'm gonna I'm, I think I'm due to go to the office soon so I might slap him and well say, actually Claire Claire yeah. C <laughs> yeah when you hear this give Aiden a little nudge to listen to this episode just tell him or all the last four oh, yeah. or five that we've the talked about him. Catch up on. Useless man. <laughs> See, straight white males. <laughs> Let him us down. <laughs> straight white male, just the one. He's feeding in the fucking stereotype. <laughs> he Jesus. Is. He doesn't care. Jesus, oh dear. <laughs> Bless him. Right, let's move on to top tip number two. Empathy. Mm-hmm. Empathy is I don't get how people don't get empathy. It's not it's something that's devoid in a in, in our it culture. Is. It's it not something that we grow up with, I think. But why don't, like, I'm thinking... I like, think we grow up with compassion, we grow up with love, mm-hmm. but we don't grow up with the ability to put up, feel... And put ourselves in someone else's... Yeah. We, I suppose we are quite self centered Or being given permission to... Some people mm-hmm. might be able to do it, but not understand that that's what they're yeah. doing. But empathy is something you can teach it. You can yeah. you can learn to yeah. be empathetic. Definitely, and I think we all should because mm-hmm. I think if we did put ourselves in someone else's shoes and think about how it might affect them, then once you know that, like I'm saying with these programs, if I watch that program, I know what my brain's like. There's, I'm going to have to change something yeah. because I am I'm trained now to be empathetic. But is that a bad thing? No, it's not a bad thing. It's just but, an inconvenience. Yes, mm. and I like meat. Yeah, I totally get so, it. I, I really but do. it's, I couldn't, yeah, it's, yeah, I think it is, but that's empathy, mm. that you should put yourself in someone, you should look at it in a different way and go, do you know what, actually that's causing an issue, but it is that inconvenience. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably is why a lot of people don't, that denial that there is an issue. So it's, that empathy kind of stops. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be anti-racist, because everyone should be anti-racist, not just those from a minority ethnic group, it's everyone should be anti-racist. Yeah, no. they should. But, I mean, I'll just devil's advocate here. I'm thinking yeah. you should only be anti-racist if you truly believe it. Like, don't fake it. There'll be people out there who will try and fake it because, well, I don't want to be a cunt amongst my friendship group. Mm. I think it depends. I, I, no, I'm not advocating for people... What kind yeah. of being passive, passively aggressive racist? Yeah. But if you're, if you yeah. neither sit on one side of the fence nor nor the other, like I, I, I don't want to be an ally, or I don't want to be anti-racist and fighting with people. But I then, just want but to that, be me. I think, yeah, but then that's where you have to take the anti-racism, I suppose, down to that. It's not. It can be very small mm-hmm. because, and when I say we all should, it's, it's to me, it's the things like if you're in a room and someone say something racist that if you just sit and yeah, listen to cool, that man. that's not cool no it's just it's yeah and it's it's not it doesn't have to be an argument it can just be do you know what yeah. that was out of order that it's I think that that sentence it doesn't have to be an argument 
Yeah. I think is what a lot of people maybe are missing or yeah. are kind of yes. not realising that, or, or feel that it has to be like, that it's confrontation. Yeah. Like, that a lo- so many people, and I included, mm-hmm. I don't like confrontation. I'll have no. it. But I don't enjoy it. Like, yeah. I know some people who fuck me up on yeah, an argument. I don't like confrontation, <clears throat> considering. <laughs> I don't. I genuinely, I don't. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I was having this conversation with um, Callum and Sam the other day, because Callum was like, you never, you never back down from a fight. And I said, I don't back down from a fight, but I also will pick my battles. Yeah. I know when to get into an argument and when not to. Yeah. And there are things that I will let go, not generally on anti-racism, but things I let go just because I'm like... It doesn't affect. But when it comes to anti-racism, I am... There was something on Facebook the other day and it was was an argument chain and I just saw it and saw that someone that I knew was in the argument chain and they were semi in the wrong. And so I felt that because I knew the person and... I kind of knew what they were trying to say, but they were saying it wrong and people, I could see the way that people were getting their backs up. So I kind of just stepped in and just tried to explain where it was going wrong. And if, and I remember thinking afterwards, if I didn't know her, would I have handled that as calmly as I did? And it was kind of a lesson to me to go, do you know what? Sometimes we might have to go in a bit calmer on mm-hmm. Facebook mm-hmm. because it's written, you're not necessarily getting the tone with it right you don't know and I think that is a lesson there for me to go we don't need to be having arguments on Facebook that some people are still learning yeah and so we need to just step back and you can tell you can tell the out on out absolute racist and I will have arguments with them mm. because that's fun um but there's sometimes that you know like, mm, do you know what even in some of the craft groups that I'm in um there's the one in particular one that I joined kind of around Christmas time for Freya's cricket that she got yes. at Christmas. Yeah. And um, a big part of owning a cricket and being a cricket crafter is understanding SVGs, but it's a, it's a type of image file right, that yeah. allows you to separate layers and cut them or print them and, and design them in different ways. Right. So quite often you'll get an SVG share post that comes up on social media. Hmm. And it's quite good to have a little scroll through. But then you get the odd one that's mm. just fucking, <laughs> just, I haven't seen anything out and out racist, but I have okay. seen, I fully believe that they're holding back because what? they're very, very pro-Trump, um, pro-gun, yeah. oh. and I think they're just in being mm. aware of their audience, I think in the right, right. group, or the yes. wrong group, yeah. that they would be like, Fuck it, wham! Here we go. Yes. There's here's the because mm-hmm. there's just some real edgy stuff. Not a lot of the time, but there's been oh, a couple, and it's so this there's a couple. I don't remember their names, mm-hmm. um, but there's a couple like you'll see like loads and loads and loads of images all pop up, and then you're like, oh wow, that's they're all really like darkly themed, like, and it's all the same person. You're like, oh, and then okay. you click on their face, and you see all the things that they've posted, and it's all oh, the okay. same sort of shit, and you're just like, right. wow, you're really fun at a fucking dinner party, aren't you? <laughs> really? You'd get fucking, I would take your gun off yeah. you and blast your fucking oh, head gosh. off with it. Like, nice. You're that much <laughs> of a fucking gun. Nice. You, d- you deserve that, you bastard. See? But that's social media. Is that it gives people a voice that, yeah, and, and they, and some people are aware of their audience, and so do. But you can pick up on it. You can. I can. Mm. It's so easy. And in conversation, you can hear it in people when you talk to them. Of like I said, even with that N word argument, that it's you. I know you want to say something else. I know what you want. I know. What, I know that you want to say something else. I know you want to talk about this more, and that you want to go well. In, I don't know, they bring it on themselves or get over it or that kind of you can I can hear it in the conversations yeah. but people are aware of their audience. With me, I know that Sam's been on building sites where they've out and out said racist jokes and he's had to go, This is my wife and my kids because then it's free mm-hmm. to say stuff and you're like no one's gonna do that in front of me. Do you know what? It's really interesting you say that because I've had a couple of conversations recently that I've wondered whether they would have gone the same way had I been non-white, mm. Mm. not necessarily black, but just yeah. not white. Yeah, and it's been interesting. And 
it's not until I've kind of removed myself from the situation that I've kind of looked back on it and thought, would they have said that mm. if I wasn't mm. either as close to them or yep. the skin colour that I am and not mm. the minority that they're maybe kind of challenging me on something I've said yep. in order to kind of cast awareness or yeah. cast some a different light on what mm. we're seeing. So, yeah. oh, it's a really fascinating topic to talk about, isn't it? It is, and this is what I love it. Like, I I can talk about this all day because it just, I like the conversation. I think the more we have the conversations, the more we're going to be open to have the conversations and make a change if we don't have any conversations about it. And all the little bits that make up what it is mm-hmm. because it's it's out there. We know it's fucking out there and people are having conversations and maybe the wrong conversations. Mm-hmm. So someone needs to go in and go, should we have the right conversation? Or do you want to say that's my face? <laughs> no, because I fucking won't. Right, talking about changing your mind on things. Um, mm. Have you continued listening to the Sunny podcast? No. Have you gone back and watched any of the episodes? No. Purely because I absolutely forgot that I had Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, purely because I absolutely fucking hate Charlie Day. <laughs> no. And I'm like, no! No, I'd actually forgotten. I'm not having that. And I haven't been in my... I don't... I wouldn't listen to a podcast at home. No, see, I don't either. The, and I haven't in been in... Or I have been in my car, but I've downloaded um, a playlist or I've made a playlist that is just really just, fun. So it's like <laughs> Tina Turner and Whitney Houston and I just sit in my car and scream really loudly and sing. And it, that's kept me happy. So I actually oh, um, haven't listened, but I will. Because I, I actually did enjoy it. Mm. It surprised me that they... I think because they appreciated that they'd got it wrong. Oh, totally fucked up, yeah. I think that that... And they keep talking about it as well. Yes. And I think it is. And I think it's, it is remembering that that's what, what is it, 15 series? So what, 15? It was 16 years ago they filmed See, the first If season. you had spoken to me 16 years ago, mm-hmm. I would not be able to talk in the way that I talk now. Mm-hmm. I was, like I said, I had, I'm realising now as well, I had a lot of internalised racism towards my own colour mm-hmm. and my was myself. So my conversations might have been very different anyway because... I was kind of pushing against mm. things. So we do have to I grow. I wonder, on the flip side of that, in another, mm. say, 10, 15 years' time, will we look back on, like, the conversations mm. we've had in the podcast, like, fucking find it, delete it, eradicate <laughs> it from the internet. Remember that, the, the internet. like it's I do that now, and I'm like, us. make it go. Why do I, can I say that? <laughs> Fuck me. It's out there now. I do that all the time. Uh, and that, um, but, yeah, I'm sure we will. It's, you know, I was watching... Um, Oh, it was Leanne from Little Mix that oh, she made again. a program. Yeah, no, she's a nice one. Oh, Jessie's right, yeah. not. The, I'm really bad to say Jessie's a bad one. She's not the bad one. Jessie was the one that I bitched about. Leanne is the mixed race one, but it was just it was a really interesting program and lots of different ways. In the fact that she would look at herself as black, even though, and she had both of her parents were mixed race, mm-hmm. which really kind of blew my mind in a way that they're both mixed race and she's still mixed race and it was just it because I was just confused um but she was saying that she would identify as black but she was also talking to her partner who I'm not actually sure if he's mixed race or light skin to be perfectly honest because I don't know him I don't know his heritage but he's light brown and he had found his light brown why am I laughing <laughs> Last week we were talking about chocolate. Now see? we're talking about light brown. His honey caramel. <laughs> Caramac. Caramac, see? But food bad. Um, but yeah, he had found, or some tweets had come out that he had sent when he was, and it was about, it must have been about seven, eight years before it, they'd talked about it, where he had been really, really, really disrespectful to dark-skinned black women. Like, just in tweets, like saying things about their lips or just how ugly they were and it was like and what I loved was that she they'd obviously had the conversation before Mm -hmm. because she she said that not long after she'd met him they came out and she was like I really thought this was a really nice bloke and now I'm seeing this and this is so disrespectful but he kind of was he was talking about it and just saying it was a different I was just ignorant and being stupid and you don't think about it the things that you're saying in the same way and it was and I was glad that she kind of pressed him because she was like you could see that she was still quite hurt by it because, especially where she's now trying to support more dark-skinned women, but it was just interesting to go, 
you put that on the internet Mm -hmm. and as a black male you didn't think about the impact that that would have and now Mm -hmm. you're looking back and going actually shit yeah this is awful but do we do that a lot in putting probably if I won't I, I don't think I'd ever been offensive on my social media but did I put things up that I wouldn't but now I know that I'd maybe put a post up like after an argument with Sam and probably called him a dick or something on social media, which I wouldn't do now because I'm yeah. like, I don't need everyone knowing that my husband's a dick. <laughs> everyone knows. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. You just, I wouldn't do that. But I think it is your, as you grow. Yeah. You and as social media sure. becomes mm. more of a thing as well, I'm more able to manoeuvre social mm-hmm. media as well. So it's, yeah, I think we do use it differently mm-hmm. now, I guess, but. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, let's end the podcast on your final top three tip. Uh, last one, active listening. Ooh. Is that when you go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. I do the, oh, so what is it you do? I do, okay, okay, okay. okay. I do do, I realise it now, I do it all the time, oh. but it's active listening. Yeah, it is, it active, is active listening. listening. And it's nice for the, for the speaker, yeah. the conversationist mm-hmm. to, <laughs> to feel encouraged. <laughs> The other way of doing it is like lifting your eyes, mm, like nodding your head yes. and smiling. It is, and we get tra- like we do have kind of training in it, and we have to learn to listen. And listening is really, really difficult. I do not like empty silence. I don't like it. I want to fill it, but we know in our job that we can't fill it because actually, what might come out of that space is really, really important. And I think it's the same with anti-racism that we can't always be talking we have to sometimes just listen and learn and appreciate and empathize and build that relationship and if we center ourselves or we center our voices or even in voices that aren't in the struggle and I don't just mean white people because I think it's bigger than that but at different times everyone has different struggles and you've got to learn to not always want to be the center there's a difference with empathy and kind of what's the word outdoing what's the topping oh topping yeah topping that sometimes it's just you might have a story and sometimes that's really good to share that because it does show empathy but sometimes you just need to listen and go do you know what yeah that's shit and I heard you Mm -hmm. because sometimes that's all you need Mm -hmm. I know I've had points where I don't need anything else just someone to listen and then I'm like, okay, it's out now, move on, job done, let's go. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I know, I'm, I'm trying to be totally silent. Like, I'm looking on here, like, the, the sound waves, they're just non-existent. So I, and then my odd mm-hmm pops in, and I'm like, oh, we're still, going, we're still going. It's, uh, yeah, I have this natural reaction when somebody's talking to me, mm-hmm. my response is mm-hmm, or a nod, or just the, the odd sound, just... Yeah. I am listening to you. I'm not like phased away and thinking about something yes. else. I'm looking at you. And when I'm speaking, I very often don't engage in eye contact. I look yeah. away when I'm talking. Yeah. But when I'm listening, my eyes are on you. Yes, I know this. I think we both, I see when we do that, because I sometimes I just start looking around and talking. And then you're the same. But then it is like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then it's back. And it's like, okay. We're just going to look into each other's eyes. <laughs> look into my eyes. Gazing over the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> very odd. Very odd. But no, it is. And I think that when you are, if you're doing that active listening as well, it's part of that is um, believing as well. And there is a quote. Oh, I've got to find it. Talk something. I've got to find it because it's a really good quote about believing. I love quotes. I was in one of the offices I was working in today at the school that I'm in was... um, I've been in there for a few days and I've, I've noticed these things all over the wall, but I haven't really been... I've realised this about myself. I, I really kind of disassociate myself with my surroundings sometimes. But today I looked at it hmm. and each of these little posters was a really inspiring message. And okay. It was just, I, mean, I think back and I always compare it to how when I was younger, like did, was there quotes up in my school? Like was there, if you can be anything, be kind. Like was that on the wall know. as you walked into school? That was the first thing I seen when I walked into school today was That's... if you can be anything, be kind. It should have said fucking kind because that's how I <laughs> I'm was. I'm not sure that um, but I they just, could put that. I find it really, 
I think quotes are really powerful and yeah. I use them a lot in my books as well yeah. because I feel that they like I'm not I'm not kind of established enough to have my mm. own quotes so I can use somebody else's yeah. quote to kind of back up my uh, theory but it, sometimes it's why are we reinventing the wheel if someone has said something so well <laughs> why am I going to try and outdo that just let's there we go it's there it, oh, it makes I did indulge myself actually in one of the books um, <laughs> I, I quoted myself yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I did quote Claire McGillivray and quote the mindset mum <laughs> nice nice so what was the quote oh it was something about uh, moments in the silence and you hear the whispers of the universe oh sounds like very that. deep yeah it was very deep <laughs> but it, uh, nice well done Do I'm going to have to quote it now oh, in I something oh I don't know if I'm going to find it yeah we'll find it we'll add it I'll, I'll put it on social media so yeah. that we can all okay quote Claire and and pass it round we'll make a meme (laughs) meme ish a nice meme memes can be nice can't yeah memes memes are good yeah yeah but they can be I always think of memes do you know anyone that calls them memes no because who would do that I think Hayley calls them memes does she (laughs) Hayley a meme you're a meme oh no Hayley yeah really (laughs) meme (laughs) meme meme that's just that is just weird I'm so sorry but it's oh, mean. Dear. Um, right, I found the quote. So, in order to empathise with someone's experience, you must be willing to believe them as they see it and not how you imagine their experience to be. And I think ah. that is very, very powerful. Yeah, that word believe is really powerful there. It's mm. like, it doesn't need to be anything else besides the story that you're hearing right now. Yep. And how, how much do we want to go? I know what, when I think of it on an anti racism point and go, that's racist. No, it's not. It's not racist. Mm-hmm. If I believe that someone said something to me that is racist, mm-hmm. let's go with that. Mm-hmm. Let's not go with what you believe because I'm telling you mm-hmm. my experience and we're talking about my experience. And sometimes we have to just go, Do you know what? it doesn't matter if I don't agree with that. That's her feelings or mm-hmm. their feelings at that point. Don't okay actually... be wrong, isn't it? It's all right. It to... is not know the answer or no. to get something wrong to say yeah. something wrong like fuck me just own your shit and yeah. apologise and like how can I do better yep yeah I think I've spouted off about that for the last few weeks and just apologise <laughs> fuck it out <laughs> yeah just hold your hands up sometimes and yeah. say do you know what I was wrong yeah. and the world will be better but I think it's remembering if we're being anti-racist it is working i don't know i'm not good with nouns and verbs and shit like that but it is a it's the doing thing the anti is the doing verb. is it a verb is that a, a noun is a thing isn't it is noun right? is a naming word and verb is a doing word right okay so it's a verb the anti is a verb it's the doing of it mm-hmm. the doing of being anti-racist and making the changes and putting those tips in and yeah putting the work in and it doesn't have to feel like work it's not, I know when I do a workshop with the kids, it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like I'm saving the world. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? When it's your vacation, it that. really doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> what, do I need to cut that, cut that, cut yeah. that? Cut, cut it! That. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fine. It's fine. No, but it doesn't. I did a teacher's one yesterday and actually one of them messaged me this morning and it, she just she was asking a question that I won't go into but she just said it, it was really nice to have a conversation with someone that's just you could see the passion in them and that for me that is amazing but that I can feel it as mm. beforehand I'm so nervous before I go into any of them like I'm literally on the toilet for about an hour beforehand it's not pretty but then as soon as I start I'm like this is what I do yeah. this is the conversation I have and I'm very opening and I don't I might not know everything I'm not an expert in everything and people's situations are different but I can give you what I think is the best way to handle this situation through lived experience through bits that I have read through things I have watched and mm-hmm. let's build on that and that's that's my job yeah it's really fucking cool it's fun yeah it's not fun. it's fun but not fun. I don't know I need to find a word because fun <laughs> sounds fulfilling. wrong fulfilling it's fulfilling fulfilling it is fulfilling yeah, there you go. Well, yeah. Oh, that's been a really deep episode. Like, we haven't done a deep, deep one, I think, since we spoke to Jessica. We did the girl in pink shoes. That feels like ages ago. It was. She brought out the second book yet? No. Oh, I'll send her a message, actually. Yeah, I want to know. Although there's nothing worse when people are like, ooh, what did you think of (laughs) it? 
When is your, when, when you, have you finished your books yet? No, I have not. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just discovered the notebook that I'd actually sketched out the idea for book three. Oh. Yeah, that, well, that just goes to no, show. I, I, it, it was wasn't just a work discovered. In, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a work in progress. It was, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I have said uh, that it's in progress, but forgot where it was um, in progress in. Was yeah. it a computer? Was it another book? Was it, where had I written it, it down? somewhere. <laughs> At least you've discovered it now, so now you can I have, I do have, something. And that is, as a final point in my brain as well, is... Um, mindfulness and meditation I think is really helpful with if you're doing anything that is going to take a toll so if you are not on the Mindset Mums page then obviously go and look on the Mindset Mums page because Claire is brilliant at that and guiding on that and I think that that does genuinely does help me because I think it's it just quiets my brain Yeah, when you ground yourself and balance your energy it's you can attack anything yeah with a better with a better footing, but maybe yeah. not just all guns blazing, but you'll feel better. Yeah. Even if you've had an encounter with something that hasn't been pleasant or you feel like you haven't got your message across, mm. fuck it. Just take a few moments. Yeah. Relax yourself down. Do Return some... to love. We haven't said Return that in ages. Love. Yes. We've been over the love. <laughs> we are returning to love. <laughs> not in our households, but Otherwise, we are to return to love. I'm joking. But, um, but yeah, it is. I think it is. I think it is that take a deep breath. Yeah, definitely. Just centre, balance, restore. Yeah. You go centre, balance, restore. I'm going to write that down. Okay. That's, <laughs> We're going to quote book, Claire again. That's book four. <laughs> centre, right. balance, restore. Balance. I like that. Restore. I'd put that on a t-shirt. Right, I'm fucking... Pe- um, Singing it. What is it? Me in it. No. Me in it. No, claiming it. Um, oh. What is it? What is it when you do oh. something? Fucking me. The, P, the fucking word is like. Oh, God. Um, pa- pa- patent it. Patent it. Yeah. I'm a trademark it. Patent it. Patent balance. <laughs> Center balance restore. It's mine. I said it here first. <laughs> and I've written it down. And you've written it down. <laughs> That's it. This is very proper channels that we've done this through. This is an insight to the creative process of my brain. (laughs) Fucking verbal, mental diarrhea. But it all comes good together. It does. Centre balance restore. I love that. That's a lovely note to leave it on. That is is, brilliant. Right, we love you so much. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.